Hi, I'm Harriet, a mental health professional and educator, and this is Dawn Breaks, the podcast all about finding hope and maybe also healing after reaching rock bottom. This week, my wonderful guest and I are going to be talking about a really difficult period in her life and included in that subject is marriage breakdown. So if that's a particular trigger point for you, I just want to give you a heads up that we're going to be having that conversation. And secondly, I want to mention that she is coming from the beautiful, sunny Costa Rica. So this recording in the background, you'll be able to hear some of the gorgeous native wildlife behind her as we recorded this. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to this week's episode of Dawn Breaks and I am so excited to welcome Jess who is joining us today. So welcome. Thank you for having me, Harry. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, me too. And how do we find you today? How are you? So good, so good. I'm in the middle of a journey, I'm traveling at the moment. So I'm coming to you this morning live from the beautiful Costa Rica. Um, Amazing, I feel so blessed to be able to travel at this moment in time. So super good. Oh, lovely, I love that. And lucky you and lucky us to be talking to you whilst you're there. So thank you so much for making the time. So Jess, I know you know already about the structure of the podcast, but what I like to do is start with a time that you were potentially feeling very low in yourself or feeling very vulnerable. And I wonder if there's a time like that that you'd be comfortable to explore with us a little bit. Yeah, of course. So, you know, when you you ask this question, when have I been at my most vulnerable, immediately, you know, the the barriers go up and I'm like oh you know don't talk about being vulnerable I'm not a vulnerable person but something I've really learned over the last few years is that vulnerability is badass and you know it's (laughs) difficult for many of us to talk about but when we do then it really you know not only helps other people and that's you know the reason that we're doing this podcast today but it also allows us to really you know process and understand ourselves on a deeper level so I guess in answer to your question one of the times that I felt the most vulnerable was when my marriage broke down so I'm a a mom of two I have a son who's now 19 and a daughter who's 13 and this happened seven years ago so they were considerably younger Um, and unexpectedly and I say unexpectedly, but of course, there's always, you know, signs that, that point to, to things not being as good as they could be. But unexpectedly, my marriage broke down in a horrific way. Oh, and there, there was police intervention. My son was at home at the time and my, my husband had just gone off the rails at this, this point in time. And so, you know, within a matter of hours, I found myself, you know, going from a woman who had everything in control and from the external, what looked like the perfect life, you know, great job, great house, nice car, amazing friends, 2.4 children, you know, all of the things that society teaches us to aspire to, to a single mom with two children, no money in the bank, no idea, you know, what story I was going to tell to my kids to explain what was going on and why their dad was having to leave and all of these things. 
And so that that would be the time that I guess I was at my most vulnerable. But what was interesting, Harriet, was at that point in time, I went straight into action mode. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't allow myself to feel vulnerable on okay. any level. And I think probably a lot of parents can resonate with that. In particular, it wasn't about me or I didn't allow it to be about me yeah. in that moment. You know, so I'm I'm organizing the, the kids. I took them to school. I spoke to the teachers, explained, you know, they, they might struggle a little bit. This is what's going on in the background. And then I took myself straight to work. And at the time wow. I was principal teacher in a high school and you just run on this or I I just run on this autopilot as a measure of protection you know Mm -hmm. I didn't want to feel I certainly didn't want to be vulnerable and at that moment in time the statement that I now use all the time vulnerability is badass was not in my vocabulary Mm -hmm. on any Mm -hmm. level that's so interesting what you've said there. Thank you so much for, for you know being vulnerable with us and sharing that with us. I think it's really, really powerful. I love what you said about vulnerability is badass as well, because I couldn't agree with you more. You know, that's what I'm about here. But I love what you said about the need to go and to be into action, sort of spring into action, and maybe potentially how much we aren't available for our vulnerability sometimes when it's too much and the pressure is too much and we need to function for other people it's almost too big to look at and we might feel I don't know maybe shameful or embarrassed or not able to even go there and that's a really interesting thing because I can very much relate to that sort of almost the worst happens and you don't look you just carry on with what you've got to do and actually that's so hard to manage that it's unbearable I mean, I wonder how you were when in moments when you were by yourself. You know, there was, there's, there, I've got goosebumps actually when I think about this particular moment and I didn't expect to talk about this. And I actually don't think I've ever spoke about it before. Um, but there was, there was one night that I was putting the kids to bed and I was um, tidying up my daughter's room as I was putting her into bed. And I stood on a piece of Lego I stood on a piece of Lego that was on the floor. Now, we all know that that's a painful moment, but it's also completely insignificant. And when I stood on that piece of Lego, I fell to the floor and I broke down in tears because all of a sudden this overwhelming realization of what I was dealing with in that moment hit me. Mm. But what the piece of Lego allowed me to do was come up with an excuse to my daughter Mm -hmm. about why I was on the floor crying in that moment. And so I pulled myself together, as we do, and tucked her in, said goodnight, gave her a cuddle and a kiss. And I went down to the the laundry room of the house and started to organise the school clothes for the next day. And I remember, and I actually don't even know why this is making me emotional speaking about it. That's so bizarre because I haven't thought about it in such a long time, but I was in the laundry room organizing the school clothes and I remember folding a towel and then I just held the they must have just come out of the tumble dryer or something and they were cozy I think and I held the towel and I buried my face in it and I just again I fell to the floor and in that moment I just allowed Mm. all of the emotions to come out but I was on my own again it was it felt safe to do so because nobody was was there to see it yeah so it's permission to feel isn't it that permission giving yourself permission in that moment to feel what's really going on rather than the safe version 
of what's going on. Absolutely. And I spoke to you in, in preparation for this interview, Harry, and one of the experiences, you know, so I'm a coach in, in life and business and particularly parenthood. I work with a lot of, of mums. And this year, at the beginning of the year, something that I did was I went, came to Costa Rica and went to a plant medicine centre and worked with the shamans for a week. And it was an amazing experience. But what happened was... I really learned the importance of feeling my feelings mm. and I didn't realize until I was you know working with the shaman during the experience how many things in life I'd suppressed you know how many wow. experiences in life I'd suppressed and I don't think that I've been through a lot in life as many of us you know don't it's just our life we just get on with it but when you have the opportunity to really pause and reflect on all of your life experiences and and the journey that we went on was designed specifically to allow us to do that so all these experiences came up that I thought were just just part of life that I'd just got on with because you know like we said it's it's not often that we consciously create space to feel mm. so I went through all of these life experiences I felt them I felt emotions that I've suppressed since I was five years old, six years wow. old, through my teenage years, through my mum dying when I was in my early 20s. I felt all of those emotions for the first time in my life, I would say, because I allowed myself to do so. And what that did was not only did it create a lot of space because we hold on to these feelings until we make that choice to let them go so it created a lot of space you know for new to flow into my life which is what when we're dealing with grief or or loss or challenge in our life our minds wish for new mm -hmm. our minds wish for i wish i could have this i wish that my life could be like this and the truth is until we choose to release those emotions that we've suppressed we're not creating space for that new to come in we're getting in our own way you know that kind of thing but the second biggest learning that I had from that experience was the importance of encouraging others especially our children to also feel their emotions at the moment in the time and not be dismissive of them and that starts with us. So if I'd right. explained to my daughter when I stood on the Lego, you know, mum's hurting. I really miss, you know, us being a family of four. It's difficult. Mm -hmm. Then that would have been a more powerful conversation than me suppressing the emotions and hiding them from her. Right. Now, in everyday life, it's so easy with our children to say, you know, my daughter sometimes she'll, she'll start to cry because she doesn't get her own way. Now, my reaction previous to this experience would have been, Samar, stop being silly. This is not something to cry about. But now, with this new understanding, I'm like, do you know, it's okay. Go and feel what you're feeling right now and then come back and we'll speak about it. Or, the, you know, go and let it all out. It's different, but wow. it's so important to acknowledge our feelings, to allow them. And it's so powerful, like that is so powerful what you've just said there. And it also really intrigues me. Is it a cultural thing? Is it What is it about our society that, that encourages us to almost repress those feelings? And so we, we 
let out like a reasonable, I'm using like quote marks with my fingers as I say, reasonable amount because our emotions are, I don't know, too big or too unbearable or we won't be able to cope in some way. I mean, that sounds like such an incredible experience, a transformational experience. And you were saying about feeling things that you'd repress from five because it we're so young when we start this sort of un, unconscious, this, this conditioning that we learn to stop crying now or don't be so so expressive don't be so emotional and that really fascinates me everything that you've just said there yeah it's it's powerful and and you know what what happens is and and you'll know this harry but what happens is you know from we're born and we're these little bundles of love we're nothing but love and then you know we're pure we're we're connected to our soul you know we, we are the essence of life in it's in its purest form and then as we grow we're given all of these life experiences, you know, we're taught things, we learn things, we see things, we hear things on the media, we are conditioned and and the conditioning Mm -hmm. that we experience creates what we call our paradigm. Mm. And you know, in, in this day and age, you're right, we're taught not to feel not to show our emotions. But then what happens is like I did, we suppress them. And that often then results in, you know, physical or, or mental um, challenges, you know, in terms of our health. Um, and, and really, if we were encouraged to feel and express our emotions, release them, and then recondition, you know, so that we can continue to move forward in life in a healthy way, then there wouldn't be as much physical and mental illness within this world. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I absolutely second that. I really honour what you've said there. I think there is so much emotional basis to our dis-ease, our disease, our unwellness. I really do believe that. And and the work that I've done in mental health has helped me to understand that, I think, as well, that so much of our, not just our physical health challenges, but our mental health challenges are rooted in our feelings. They're so powerful. We place so much value on our logic and our our sort of literal thinking but actually there's so much power in our emotions and how we feel in our bodies and and so much of that kind of unbearable depression or anxiety or whatever it might be that someone is suffering from comes from feelings which haven't been able to come out and then they're coming out anyway whether you want them to or not you're just experiencing them in a different form in a sort of unbearable pressure like form and yeah I'm so grateful to you for sharing that I think that you're so so right that if we give ourselves permission to feel and we give ourselves the space and the room to to have those moments then it can really transform things I love that it can and what's really interesting you know when we think about the way that society conditions us and there's no there's no judgment here it's just awareness but when you mm. think about the way that humans are conditioned we're conditioned to follow a certain path in life you know go to school you know go to to college go to university get a job you know whatever your pathway is stay in that job get married have kids um you know retire and then enjon your life right and it's a fast paced life you don't mm-hmm. you, 
we're not encouraged to create space to be still. We're not mm. encouraged to create space to be silent. We're not encouraged to have the, the time and the opportunity to tap into our inner feelings and, and acknowledge them, to identify them, to feel them, to then be able to release them. And if you think about the way, you know, so, so society wants to keep us on that, that fast pace all the time. And then if you think about it, so because of that fast pace of life and not creating the time and the space to feel or sit in the silence and, and tap into what's already within us, then like we've said, you know, the, the, the physical or the mental health challenges arise. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we call for the doctor. Yeah. We call for the doctor and then, you know, that keeps that level of, of life going. Mm-hmm. When actually, if we could just create the time and the space, feel our feelings, then everything we need to heal is, is with inside. And actually, we wouldn't even need, you know, the, the services for, for physical and, and mental health. And what's interesting about counselling, and, and I value it absolutely, it's really beneficial for, for people but what it does is it really focuses on healing the past. Mm-hmm. It focuses on healing our past experiences. Now, if we were taught to create space to accept, acknowledge, release what's happened in the past, then we wouldn't need those services because we wouldn't get to the point where we've got dis-ease or disease, mm-hmm. as you said. And instead, what we'd be able to do is then focus on building the future, focus on building a life that truly does serve us, you know, where we've got the space to create all of the things that we've ever imagined that that are possible for us. Yeah. And so this is why, you know, for me, these conversations and creating space for these conversations is so powerful because when we have this understanding as adults, then we can, you know, through early intervention create a whole new world for our young people a whole new possibility for our young people and that for me is is why I do what I do it's a responsibility when we know this we have to share the information yeah oh yes I feel so aligned with you when you're talking about that because I feel so passionately about that you know helping parents and children because that's how we that's how we change the future right that's how we make this a world that we want to live in with people understanding that their emotions are there to help them and not hurt them and and they're actually our our way through to be able to be the people that we want to be and yeah absolutely with with what you're talking about almost it felt like a treadmill when you were talking about it the treadmill that we're on and why should we in my mind the question that was coming up was you know why should we wait till retirement to enjoy ourselves we should be as you described creating that space now to be consciously creating the life that we want to be living and not just living unconsciously because the useful thing about being busy and having a job and a life that keeps us very very busy is it's a really helpful way of running away from those emotions that haven't been felt it's a really easy way to just be so busy that you can't look so busy that you can't feel and have space and actually then it's going to find it's going to find a way for you to feel it whether it's through physical or, or mental discomfort or illness you know and and that isn't ever to belittle anyone who's struggling right now it's only to say you know what space can you find and 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 how can this this 
conversation be supportive in that moment as well absolutely and it's all and and you're right because that's exactly what I did like I tried to run by keeping myself busy because that's what I'd always been taught to do and yeah it's interesting isn't it it's interesting that that we do that something that you said just struck a chord with me there it's more difficult to sit in that space of silence and allow us to feel our emotions you know and and in the work that I do one of the things that we teach our clients is every single day do something that scares you (laughs) now for 96 percent of the population the thing that scares them the most is feeling their feelings oh yes 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 and so it's scary it's easier to run it's easier to keep busy I've been there myself and I tell you, when I when I experienced, you know, in, in January in, in Costa Rica, when I was working with the shaman, I was lying on, on a mattress and I cried and I cried mm. and I felt the heart that had been thrown at me. Mm-hmm. I felt the challenges that I'd brought about for other people. And I had to go through all of that. And that was painful and yeah. it was uncomfortable. And it was something that I wanted to run on. And we worked with the, the shaman for, for seven days in a row. And day three, I literally hid under a blanket because I, I'd had enough. Oh, it was gosh. too much, it was mm-hmm. too painful. I didn't want to feel the emotions, but I chose to persevere in the knowledge that it would create all of that space for the new to filter in. Now, daily life and the running and the keeping ourselves busy, well, that's us being in our comfort zone because Mm -hmm. that's what we know. And when we choose to step out of the comfort zone, well, we step into the growth zone. And when we choose to get uncomfortable, to sit in this space of feeling our feelings, well, like I said, that's, you know, in that growth zone, we experience new things. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to be in that that place of, of feeling uncomfortable, of feeling sad, of feeling challenged. And sometimes, you know, we're talking about feelings. People, I've been there again myself, we don't feel the feelings. We don't even acknowledge the feelings. And we might not even, you know, struggle with illness physical illness at that moment in time but what a lot of people then do is turn to you know drugs turn to alcohol turn to to exercise you know let me i need to go to the gym twice a day because again it keeps us busy it's a distraction you know so it is it's choosing making that really difficult decision to sit with the feelings yeah. to sit with the feelings and, and to feel them. And like I said, you know, for 96% of the world's population, feeling our feelings is the scariest thing that we can do. Yeah. And if you want to then add on to that, talking about our feelings, <laughs> I'm sure that number goes up to like 98%. Because yes, there's a difference between feeling and then talking about that. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah. And also I can't help but feel the way to freedom from those feelings is through, it's not from running away, it is through the feelings. And the experience that you've described with with the shaman sounds really intense and possibly, you know, not the route for everybody, but it also sounds incredible because it's just this opportunity to release a powerful amount of emotion. And And it sounds like what you're describing is freedom from that trauma, freedom from that past hurt. 
in order yeah. to have room, have space for good things, good things yeah. to come in. Absolutely. And that's it. I, I'm not by any means. I mean, I definitely recommend that everybody, if, if you're interested, then go and try that. It was an incredible experience. But my biggest takeaway and, and what I share with your listeners today is that you don't need to go, you know, to the other side of the world. <laughs> you know, maybe that was me running again. You know, you don't need to go to the other side of the world to, to feel your feelings. It's just about, you know, on a daily basis start with you know 60 seconds you know create 60 seconds where you can just have you know no children no work no phone no distractions and just sit with yourself and get comfortable you know sitting with the silence and then increase that time you know five minutes 10 minutes and to start with it's just about enjoying that silence but then you can start to say oh you know be intentional about the silence what do I want to do within this space today? I want to, to feel what's been holding me back or I want to feel the pain of, you know, something that's happened in my life or I want to feel the joy of that moment. I want to re-experience that most incredible moment that I've had in my life. And then it's about then listening to what's inside about listening to what's inside in that silence and you know enjoying it or releasing it but it's it's about creating the space to do that and it doesn't have to be at the other side of the world (laughs) you're a mom one of the places I used to do it was I used to go and sit in the toilet and I'm sure loads of people (laughs) can resonate Mm -hmm. with that you know 60 seconds in the toilet lock the door just leave me alone for a second and we've all been there haven't we so yeah you can you can do it anywhere but the the important thing to know is that it's a choice Mm. and it's not an easy choice but it starts with the decision and then it's creating the space creating the space and starting off you know slow like I said 60 seconds you know if we go all in and say you know I'm going to create an hour to sit in the silence and just get in touch with my feelings well it's not not going to work it's like saying you know tomorrow I'm going to run a marathon I'm just going to do (laughs) this but I'm not Mm. going to have great success with that Mm. because I haven't trained my body or my mind or fueled myself appropriately to do so it's a practice it's a practice and, and it's the same for allowing our, our feelings. Oh, I feel like that was just, wow, really, really amazing. Thank you. What um, an incredible process to share. And I'm cu- really curious to connect up the dots for people. I'm really curious to f- figure out how you went from that time of feeling very, very low to a time that feels much more expansive for you and, and you like you're working through some really important stuff can you connect the dots for us a little bit you know what were the things that really supported you at that time and and how did this the journey go from there to somewhere where we are now yeah so it was uh it's been a whirlwind of a journey to be honest so i at that moment in time was principal teacher in a high school and i (laughs) being me who likes to be busy and focus on things to get me through life um decided that I wanted to go to a Tony Robbins personal okay. development. Mm-hmm. Tony Robbins is an incredible American coach. And so, you know, by chance I put into Google, when is Tony Robbins coming to London? And he was coming in the April. So the, the marriage broke down in February 
and he was coming to London in April. Okay. Now, bear in mind, as I've already said, I was a single mum. I didn't mm-hmm. have a babysitter. I didn't have family around me to be able to look after the kids. The ticket was like a thousand pounds and I didn't wow. know how on earth I was going to find that money, plus flights to London, plus three nights accommodation. But I was determined that this is what I had to do. I had to go to this event and so I went on to booking.com I booked hotels because I didn't need to pay for them in that moment I went on to Tony Robbins website spoke to the support team asked if I could create a payment plan Mm -hmm. for the ticket they said yes I could create a payment plan but even those payment installments were far too high like it just wasn't within my reach so I went to school and I'd said to my head teacher would it be possible to have three days off of school three mm-hmm. days away from school which in education is unheard of you don't get off yes. we were yes. such amazing holidays anyway so he said you know what what is it you want time off for he didn't know what was going on in my personal life I kept it all to myself didn't take a day off work um he asked me what I wanted to do I explained it was Tony Robbins it was a personal development event and he said you know would it improve the work that you do within the school would it have an impact on the education that we provide would it be something that could be rolled out to staff and I said yeah so he said well how much is the ticket so I took a deep breath and I told him a thousand pounds and you know again education doesn't ever have a budget to pay for anything but he said let me see what I can do and you know he found a way for me to be able to access the event um and the 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 travel to get to the event as well and granted me the time off to go so I went to this event and I remember walking in on on the first day and there was you know I don't know maybe 60,000 people there or something (laughs) I walked into the event and I immediately thought well what is this it was like a it was like a, a disco or a rave the music was blaring people were jumping up and down and every you know five minutes we were told to like hug the person next to us and I'm like oh I'm not sure this is for me (laughs) and um he then took us on this journey you know we we started the personal development work we identified you know limiting beliefs we created new empowering statements we felt the pain that was going on in our in our life and we were within a community of like-minded people which made it really safe to do so and during that event I made loads of wonderful connections um But when it came to day three, what happened was everybody started talking about returning to their normal life. You know, they'd had an incredible experience. They'd learned a lot, but that was it for them. You know, Mm -hmm. it was let's return to normal life. I'm going back to being mom. I'm going back to being an employee, all of these things. Now, for me, that just wasn't good enough because I'd seen a different way. I'd seen a different way and I thought to myself well how can I you know take what I do in school with this knowledge of you know releasing what holds us back Mm -hmm. and ways to step into creating this new life along with this aspect of community that I felt within this experience of the three-day event how can I take all of that and create something that's really going to create significant impact in this world Mm -hmm. and so I then set up my company which is a coaching space I call it a space for powerful conversation because Mm -hmm. it's through powerful conversation that we can 
catch insights yes. that we can create miracles in our lives you know and build a community of like-minded women who come together and support each other and also experience you know the coaching and and the opportunities to have the space to to feel mm. release and then to create recondition that's amazing and that's where I am at now so we've got a global community we work with um, women and men all over the world and and the the clients that we work with are having incredible results you know be that in their relationships be that in their finances be that in their businesses and um, be that in their families and the importance of working with you know the adults like I've said is that it's really our responsibility to teach the young people, the future generations, that there is a different way to experience life. Yeah, I love that. That's really, really powerful, Jess. And just, it's also really lovely to connect up the dots, you know, how that change happened. And and actually, what we've been talking about primarily here is about finding space to feel our feelings. And that's exactly what began that process for you too, was having room to feel some of those feelings. And then that really changed things for you you know you you made the space you made the the room and created your company and just yeah what what an incredible progression really from then and it sounds like it was a really transformational event for you yeah and it's been a real journey and that's that's exactly it Harriet and what it's so important for your your listeners to understand especially if they're experiencing something challenging in their life right now is that it is is often from absolute rock bottom from you know that absolute place of of heart of challenge of despair of grief of loss that we are in a position to create change in our lives you know there's two ways to change our paradigm you know and again the paradigm is is the is who we become through the experiences that we have in life. It's the protective, protective layer that, or what we think is the protective layer that we put over ourselves so that we can get through life. Mm. Um, and the, like I said, there's two ways to change the paradigm and, and one is through emotional impact. So through something significant happening in our life that makes us decide, I'm not living that way anymore. You know, often that's losing somebody we love. Mm-hmm. It can be a divorce. It can be losing a job. You know, it's something significant. So emotional impact is one way to change the paradigm. The second way to create a new paradigm or to release the existing paradigm is through repetition of new ideas, repetition mm-hmm. of new ideas. And so that's us consciously choosing to go and feel those feelings you know every day let me create some space to to work through that to create the space to feel to then allow this new to come in and then guess what when I've created the space I get to choose what my new looks like I get to choose what I want in life and I get to choose how I'm going to show up in this world you know so so that's the that's the exciting part about it we all have the opportunity and it all starts with a decision Yes. And like I said, it's not easy by any manner of means, but it comes often from that place of, of rock bottom. And in that moment, we get to decide. Yeah, 
That is so, so important and powerful. The moments that we really change are the moments when it's we've hit we've hit the worst. We are at rock bottom because we've got nothing to lose at that point. We yeah. only have the possibility of change because this can't remain the same because it's unbearable. So then if we are changing, we might as well be changing in a direction that we want to go. That's it. And you know, if you ask anybody to look back on their, their lives at the most difficult thing they've ever experienced and you ask them has your life improved since that experience the answer is always yes Yes. you know it feels horrendous it feels awful at the time but when we look back on it at who we are now even if we still have you know room to grow we all do you know we're, we're humans designed to continuously evolve but every experience we've had in life when we look back on it it has been a catalyst mm-hmm. for where we are now. Yeah, yeah, and I absolutely second that. You know, I have so many people come on the podcast and they'll share their story and they will say, I'm so grateful, I'm so grateful. And at the time, you obviously don't think that, you know, I couldn't have thought that at the time when I was feeling my lowest, but but now I look back and think so much has happened because I got to that point because that was almost like the springboard you know that was the diving board that then made me start to change things and make my life how I wanted it to be but I had to reach that moment of hopelessness that moment of sort of feeling like I just can't I just can't do this in order to begin to take baby steps baby steps baby steps in the direction that I want to go because it was too painful to stay where I was and that's just that is so so powerful it's surrender isn't it it's the Mm. ultimate surrender yes when when we surrender when we allow ourselves to surrender then people opportunities resources present themselves and we actually can then you know within the surrender let go of the logical way of creating the life that we desire because in that surrender you know like I said the people the opportunities the resources are presented to us and the life that we desire is created in ways that we couldn't even possibly imagine now that all links to you know the quantum field and quantum science and neuroscience so you you know that's backed up with science and you know some people might think she's talking a bit woo-woo here but it's not everything that I teach with my clients is backed in science Mm-hmm. but it is it's when we surrender that the the creation zone within the quantum field is activated and life is created for us in ways that we couldn't even imagine not that logical path of okay to be able to have a million pounds in the bank I need to do this I need to work harder I yeah. need to invest here and whatever it's surrendering the how and yes. deciding who it is that we be Yes. on a daily basis that creates the results and in yeah. order to you know really get back to who we are at our core to get back to who we were when we were born as this little bundle of love then it's about removing that paradigm that we've built up you know throughout our lives and choosing to you know get back to that place through feeling the feelings yes. so it's a powerful process it's a powerful process yeah yeah and i i really love that idea of being the person that you want to be 
right now like be her or be him now you don't need to wait until you've achieved the things that you feel like you need to achieve like you can step into that version of yourself now and also about you were saying about the quantum field being science-backed and and this is my one of my favorite spaces to talk about because this is where the woo-woo and science meet and it's really exciting where they start to actually work with each other and and yeah you know it's whether you've got you're open to the possibility that there might be a different way other than logic because logic isn't working that well so far you know when you get to that point where you realize logically doing the right thing getting the right job doing what you're meant to do saving money or whatever it is that you feel like you're you're meant to be doing in the process that we call life and actually we could also be feeling into what feels good rather than doing what we think we should be doing it's that difference between thinking and feeling and ultimately one is going to serve you better and it's up to you to sort of make the decision about what one's most fun <laughs> yeah absolutely and you could replace the word logic with conditioning and then it gives you a whole different perspective you know yeah. am I taking the logical route or am I taking what I've been conditioned to believe is the the yes. right pathway what I love about what you you said there you know it is about it is about being it's about what we choose to be and you're right you stay you can step into your future reality right now through who you choose to be now I just love to add here that in life you know and I'll come from a, a mother's perspective here you know we're, we're taught conditioned to wear different hats in different situations you know so when I'm a mom I put my mom hat on and I show up like this when I go to the office I put my work hat on and I show up like this when I go out with my friends then I put on that hat and I show up like this but the truth is you know wearing all those different hats is is an energetic drain it's an energetic drain because we're constantly switching up who we think people want us to be in Mm -hmm. each of those situations but when we truly know who we are and we be that person every single day in every situation then that is that's a completely different you know ball game as well we're truly authentically us and we show up confidently in our truest selves every single day and again we make decisions from that place and life is 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 different because we choose it to be Mm -hmm. so this is an invitation to be yourself in all of your relationships not just the ones where you feel the the most comfortable be brave enough absolutely and if you're not truly being yourself in in all of those situations then you're you're hiding behind something you're putting up a wall and you know for all of your listeners you will never be too much you will never be too much you are worthy you are loved and you are open to both giving and receiving love at the highest level on the highest vibration when you live authentically as yourself now when you're on that highest vibration now i know a lot of your listeners like things like the law of attraction and manifestation but when you're living from that place of love as your authentic self on that highest vibration then you attract the things that you desire into your life you know, and we're talking here about creating that future reality that serves you, not one that creates dis-ease, physical, yes. you yes. know, yeah. mental. 
Oh, Jess, yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. It's made me feel really, really happy to have this conversation today. Thank you. Me too. Thank you so much. Oh, definitely. In the space to have <laughs> Absolutely. No, you're so, so welcome. I wonder if there are any other sort of key tools that you've used or have been really transformational for you in that place from moving from very, very vulnerable to a place where you feel empowered through the, the release of your emotions and the life that you're creating for yourself now, were there any other key tools that were really important in that process? So the biggest tools within the process are surrounding yourself with a like-minded community. So surrounding yourself with people who are also committed to creating a life that they desire and really being in that energy, being in that support, but also contributing to support to them. You know, contribution is is one of our our highest human needs. So community is key. Um, I will always work with a coach because you know everything that we need is already within us but life throws things at us and when life throws things at us we can get lost and so I always say that you know a coach is like a flashlight just reminding us about where we want to go and keeping us on on track to do so so community absolutely coaching absolutely but the number one thing you know that any of your listeners can do without spending money or or actively you know searching a community which can be scary to start with the number one thing is creating the time and the space for self-love self-care because the truth is that until our cup is overflowing we can't serve anybody else you know be our our children our, our partners we have to look after ourselves first to be able to show up really for anybody else that we we love and care about yes i couldn't agree with you more about that it's just essential it's not even optional you know we have to fill our cup otherwise we just will burn out we will burn out so yeah yeah i really love that and if anyone is listening and they think i need more of jess in my life how do they get in contact with you So they can get in contact with me through Instagram. So it's at Jessica McLaren or my website is jessicamclaren.com. And yeah, I think you're going to link the the details in the show notes as well. But I'd be happy to connect with anybody. And I love conversation. I love to create the space for conversation and so I'll connect with anybody completely free of charge no expectations just so that they can experience that that space and that opportunity to to have conversation that is so powerful that they can create you know miracles in their lives transformation in their lives so I'd love to connect with with any of your listeners I love that thank you so much is there any sort of last thoughts or anything you thought I hadn't had a chance to share that or it's something that had occurred to you and it's totally okay if there isn't just if anything's kind of turned up I think you know the 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 one golden nugget that people could take away from this conversation and pop on a post-it note on on their desk or on their fridge (laughs) is that vulnerability truly is badass and you know it's not easy to step into that vulnerable space like I've said you know 94% of the population find it really difficult find it the scariest thing ever to feel their emotions but my my one thing that I would encourage or invite your listeners to do today is write that down vulnerability is badass and any time that they're feeling a certain type of way you know remind themselves that actually 
me allowing myself to feel my feelings is badass. Yes. I, have <laughs> I love that so much. That's so good. Thank you, Jess. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've really loved it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing. What an incredible episode. I am so grateful to Jess for all of her honesty and vulnerability in sharing her story with us. It's so refreshing to be able to have these open-minded conversations which really are giving us the opportunity to reflect on our own experiences and how we might do things differently going forward. If you have loved today's episode, I would absolutely love to hear from you. You can leave us a review on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or you can get in touch with me directly via the website or via Instagram or Facebook. If you search for Dawn Breaks Podcast, you'll find me on both of those platforms. And if you'd like to support us going forward, you are so welcome to go to the website, which is dawnbreaks.co.uk. And we have a section where you can donate and support us as we continue to develop these incredible episodes for you. Otherwise, take really good care and you'll hear from me soon.